Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. I'm Kathy Keller. I'm standing in for Howard Feldman, who will thankfully be back on all of our radios on Friday morning. Three more sleeps. Three more sleeps. But you know what? You actually don't have to wait. We are going to talk to him every day. He's going to give us our first update every morning about what he's seeing, the sights on the ground in Israel. And uh, he joins us right now. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? How's the morning team? You know, you know it's hard to believe that they actually have microphones in front of them. <laughs> Speaking voices. They seem to be fine. Harry's actually throwing his hands up in the air. <laughs> saying, Look what you gave me to work with, Howard. <laughs> Harry's very polite. He would never say... We've got to figure out what he's thinking, really. <laughs> Listen, how are you doing? Yeah, uh, good, thank you. Yesterday was a significantly easier day, even though it's not easy. Yeah. Because no matter where you go, I mentioned the the fact that, that things look okay on the surface, but there is such a fragility. And I felt like yesterday was Chuck Norris Day because he started off, we just kept meeting these Chuck Norrises of Israel. Uh, we started off with breakfast with with Elon Levy, who is just a superstar. And I, I actually was very hesitant to meet him because, you know, when you have this concept of somebody you admire from afar, and then you meet them and you think, what an idiot. You know, like, <laughs> why? What, what, what was I thinking, you know, like, uh, like you know, they should stick to their soundbites. But he wasn't that. He was exactly, uh, you know, and look, it spoke to me because when he arrived, he, he couldn't, he just wanted his coffee. He just wanted his coffee. You know, can he not have a cup of coffee before he delves into, uh, in, into some of these things? And he was real. He was absolutely real. Uh, His personality, I thought, off camera was the same as on. And I couldn't, you know, and I often look for these things like, is something slipping? Do they, you know, does the character, do they slip out of character? And he didn't because what you see, I think, is very much who he is. And I uh, I liked him. I thought he was absolutely amazing. And then we went to a unit which we were very privileged to see which was the the helicopter rescue unit where they and we spoke to the guy the pilot that had just flown the mission to rescue the two the two hostages and it it was just incredible because they're all about they don't do any combat Uh, they they effectively are evacuating people the, the soldiers uh, wounded, and they spoke about October the 7th. They, they literally had two helicopters on standby because obviously nobody anticipated this. And how they had to decide where to go, what to do, who to, who to save. Should they move, you know, they could be used to, to move troops to an area as well. Should they move troops to an area or should they be saving lives? Uh, it, 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 it was incredible to see and um, the way in which they described how from that day on there were literally on people on the base sleeping on the floors because they just wanted to be there ready to help when, whenever they can. And I thought that was an incredible, incredible um, 
experience. And then we also had this privilege of meeting uh, Brigadier General Goldfuss. And I don't know if you followed him at all, Kathy. He's the guy, well, it turns out he's pretty much the guy responsible for Israel's war in Gaza, for for, for the strategic managing Israel's war in Gaza. And he's ex-South African. Well, I don't know if he was actually born in South Africa. His father certainly is from Bloemfontein. And he sounds like he's from Bloemfontein, even though I doubt the guy's ever been to Bloemfontein. Everybody comes from uh, Bloemfontein. That's not a place that anyone stays. Everyone comes, it's, it's lots of people come yeah, from there. Hey? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, so um, so he, that if you had to cast a movie, this is the guy that stands, he's the hero to Sinwar's villain. And I think that that's how he sees himself. I, I, like I can see this war ending with him and Sinwar, um, one dark night fighting over the ruins in Gaza, uh, just the two of them left while, you know, ultimately, of course, Sinwa falls to his death into a tunnel. But that, I mean, that's kind of how I, vis- uh, I pictured it. But this guy was telling us on October the 7th, you know, they heard the sirens. They, he lived in Nat- lives in Natania. And he just had a feeling that something was, was wrong. And he took his gun, got into his car and he said to his wife, you know what, we'll go out for dinner tonight, but I've got to drive south to see what's going on. And he drove. And he just started seeing bodies and he started and then he came under fire and he was firing back and his comment was uh, this is all fun and everything but it's not strategic you know being in a war you know and and he he drove sort of out and he's got thirty thousand people under him and he called them up and he was told are you mad you can't do that you're not authorized to call people up and he said, well, you know, once the WhatsApps have gone out, they're out. And within six or seven hours, his 30,000 people were, were covering that area. And it, it's almost as though this guy took control of the situation and is now the person managing Khan Yunus, Rafa, the whole war in Gaza falls under him. Incredible guy. He was asked a question, which I thought was brilliant. He was asked a question by one of the, one of the, the people in the group. What do you feel about this, this, some of the terrible things you're seeing in left-wing media in Israel, like Haaretz? And his comment was, well, that's the price I'm prepared to pay to live in a democracy. I don't like what I, I'm reading, but that's the price I'm prepared to pay. And he says, you know, it's as hard to fight to stay in a democracy than it is. Sorry, Kathy, I didn't hear. No, I didn't say anything. I just gave a little cough. Okay. That's, <laughs> so, so it was just absolutely phenomenal. And then we met another Chuck Norris, which was Rabbi Doron Perez, whose son is, his one son was wounded. Thank God he's fine. But his other son is a hostage in Gaza. Uh, when asked, how this guy was one, so how one it, foot. Um, Sorry, I just, I just want to share with listeners how it sent. So, firstly, Rabbi Peretz is ex-South African, um, lives in Israel. He used to be a rabbi of the Mizrahi Shul in Glen Hazel, and he, I mean, it, it's a crazy, crazy story. But Howard actually sent a picture of Rabbi Peretz holding up one of these hostage posters of his son that is still missing and he's still being held hostage and so it it just finished me that picture terrible huh 
Yeah, and and just the way he spoke about faith and the way he spoke about what he, what he said was so moving to me was he said, you know, it's all very well for him as a male. And I mean, he's obviously generalizing, but he said a mother worries about what their child is feeling. Are they cold? Are they, are they because he didn't like the cold? He doesn't like the cold, the son. Um, has he eaten enough? What to eat? You know, this is a, her daily general worry. He said he talks to his son about Liverpool and fitness. And to, to, to some extent, her worries now, obviously and his too, but are magnified to such an extent that he said to be a mother during this time is something and he's not negating his own experience and and as you said kathy that photo that you you see of him tells you the whole story about what he is feeling that, that there's agony he, he is in agony yeah and you just but the way in which he describes the mothers around and and his wife jelly around this experience is was absolutely heart-wrenching but his strength his strength his faith his trust in in the people of of Israel, and of course, everybody knows it that uh, and and it's accepted that the country was let down terribly by government by a, a systems failure here. But his faith in the people of Israel and the IDF is is just incredible. So it really did feel like a day of meeting Chuck Norris's. You know what? I think that you know, most Israelis are pretty much Chuck Norris. Just generally, you know, with the sandalim and the <laughs> you know, Howard Feldman. Thank you very, very much for your time this morning. Wish you a wonderful day and hope to speak to you again tomorrow morning. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. Thanks, Kathy. All Thanks, right. everybody. God bless. Take care. Bye. If you want to follow Howard on social media, you can at Howard Feldman on Twitter or on X. And uh, go and look him up on Facebook as well. And he is posting all the pictures and videos of, uh, of what he's seeing. So go and check it out.